Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Soul Podcast. Today, Katrina and I are going to be talking about living cyclically. So this episode ties a lot into some of the other themes that we talked about in previous episodes about the divine feminine. So we'll be recapping a little bit of that, and then we'll be talking about some new stuff. Yes, and I'm so excited to get into this topic because this is something I feel so drawn to learn more about. So just talking about it with Jen, I'm just really looking forward to this conversation. Okay, so maybe I'll start with recapping a little bit about the divine feminine and how that relates to living cyclically? Yes, please do. Okay. So in the episode that we did on the divine feminine, we talked a little bit about those energies and how they kind of show up in the universe. Um, We all have both of those energies within us. We have to. It's because we're humans. And so we're very much a mixture of, of these energies. So we have the divine feminine, which is interesting because it represents both death and rebirth. And in many ways, the divine feminine is essentially just the energy of change. It's the energy of creativity. It's the energy of flow in the universe. And it's kind of what keeps the seasons changing. And then you have the divine masculine. And the divine masculine is like, it's like everything that is. So it's everything that is. And it's really reflected by the sun symbolism and just the energy. And then the divine feminine is like the one that comes and changes and cycles and shakes it up and moves things. And so you have now the changing seasons and now there's a cycle with the sun. And so this is um, very much how those two energies play together. So we're going to talk about what it means to live a cyclical life and how you can actually start taking steps to do that. And whether you are identify as more feminine or masculine, this is important for everybody. Yeah, that's beautiful how you related it to just at the core, it's just about change and like flow and cycles. It's not necessarily like the divine feminine. Everyone thinks it's like about being girly or something. (laughs) It's not, it's not, it's. It's just, um, that's just the energy of, of the divine feminine and the divine masculine is more constant and like consistent, I guess, with it steady, like the sun, the sun is always shining, even if we're in the dark on our side of the earth, right? Like sun is always shining on the earth 24 seven. It's like the earth is rotating and it's going around the sun. So 
that's like the motion and the flow and the cyclical aspect. I love that. That's such a great way to put it. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly right. So these energies are, are, are opposites, but they're so interwoven. Yeah. They're so interwoven within us, within the world, within our reality, everything like that. So, yeah. So, okay. So we're, we're talking about cyclical living and kind of what that means, first of all. So Katrina, when I say that, what are some of the ideas or thoughts that come to your mind? Well, like two things, like the seasons, like living cyclically with the seasons. But what I'm particularly interested in is the moon cycles or whatever um, you call it, your, your menstrual cycle. Like I've done a lot of learning about it. And I'm just curious to like hear how other people are living that way and like living with your cycles within your body, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's so many cycles. There's the cycle of the seasons and like many people call that the sun cycle. And then there's the cycle of the moon, the literal like the moon phases. And then there's also our inner moon cycles. And so if you if you menstruate, then that would be your inner cycle. So there's so many cycles. Yeah. When I first started trying to live cyclically and kind of flow with these different cycles, I tried to flow with all of these different cycles, like all three of these different cycles oh, all at once. Sounds like a lot. And it was a little much. It was a little much. Um, so what I've kind of learned is that it's it's really up to you to kind of feel into what resonates and, and what feels really, really good to you. Something that I have kind of started doing that I could maybe recommend is the sun cycles. So celebrate that means celebrating you know, midsummer, midwinter, midspring, midfall, and then like the first summer, first winter, first, right, the first days, um, is that those kind of festivals or even like rituals are really fun to do in a community. So I kind of see like the sun cycles as sort of relating to the community and your family and your friends. And so if you can have a friend that can celebrate these with you, then that's awesome. And it's all happening at the same time for all of us. It's not like individual. Exactly. Exactly. And then if you menstruate, I totally recommend the secondary one being your own cycle. And if you don't menstruate, then I recommend your second one being the moon cycle. But what about people who are like, maybe they've gone through menopause and they don't menstruate, but they have their whole lives, you know, or somebody who's on a birth control that doesn't bring out the flow of blood. Well, I don't know how, like, I don't even know how to pose that question, but do you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. It's a good question. So I think that if you cycle at all, like if you cycle at all, so I know with some birth control, you would still kind of have a little bit of a cycle. If you cycle at all, I would, I would follow your own cycle first and foremost. Um, but if you feel like you don't cycle at all, like if you're, if you're at menopause or you're, you just don't menstruate at all, um, then I really recommend going with the moon, the moon phases. Yeah. If you have a really irregular cycle too, and you feel really thrown off and maybe like even anxious about trying to match your life to that, I would go with the moon. That's good advice. Yeah. And it's been interesting because, uh, and this is something I can talk about too, but we have a red cycle and a white cycle. So this is in relation to whether you bleed on the full moon or you bleed on the new moon. Yeah, I saw that in my app. Okay, okay. Stardust, I, I use a couple of different apps to track my cycle because they, they all seem to be different. I don't know why they show me different 
forecasted dates for when I'm supposed to be menstruating. Yeah. It shows me like, oh, you're a red witch. They use the word witch. I don't know why, but that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. So which one's yours? It's been changing. Like I told you, I've been going through all this like weird healing journey with my sacral and like at first I was red and then I think it says I'm pink. So I guess that's in between the red and the white. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like just last month, my bleeding came like a whole week early and I was like, whoa, that's so unusual for me. Um, so I had like a three week cycle instead of a longer one. It's it's shifting. Do you think that's related to my healing? Because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of healing lately and it's like actually changing the length of my cycle. Oh, definitely. Um, It's interesting because the theory that I've heard is if you're bleeding on the new moon, it's very much inviting you to connect with yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you bleed on the full moon or or close-ish to the full moon, then you're like the midwife, which means that your job is actually to help other women, support other women and be a healer and be giving to others. At, at many points in our lives, our cycles can kind of switch like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm this for right now. And then, oh, suddenly I'm here. And so I think yeah. it just draws attention to those different energies of like, you know, am I going, am I being called to go inwards or am I being called to kind of be outwards and, and be more like of service to others? That's so interesting. And then if you're in between, it's like, you're kind of shifting towards one or the other. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Cause I, I have been, I didn't even realize this until just now as we're talking, but mine ha- has been shifting. I mean, I, I realized that already, but what I didn't realize was how it's in correlation to all this healing I've been going through. And now I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's affecting my cycle yeah. and my inner like feelings and, and chakras and all that too. Um, I also wanted to ask you, Katrina, what has been the evolution of your relationship to your menstrual cycle? Like how you actually feel about it? It's, I I've had a very easy one, to be honest. I know a lot of women really suffer every month, but I, I was on birth control pills for like 14 years, a long time. And then I decided at one point I was like, I want to do paleo for, for whatever reason I was inspired to do that. And then I was like, oh, well, I don't want any hormones like interfering with my body. So then I got a copper IUD and that was like the most horrific experience of pain Mm -hmm. I've ever felt. Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked about this. It was like somebody shoved a knife and just stabbed me inside. Yeah. Yeah. it's so much trauma. And at the time I wasn't aware of like chakras and all of that, but I went into shock. I went into shock and I was so lucky because, okay, this was when I was living in Korea. Um, okay. And there was like one OBGYN like near where I lived and with me all, all my expat friends. And I had a friend at the time who was very pregnant. And so I was at this doctor's office and the doctor did it. And then like, okay, you can go home now. And I was like in shock. I was shaking and I couldn't walk and I was about to pass out. And I saw my friends in the doctor's office waiting room 
And I was like, like almost falling over and they could tell I wasn't okay. And they drove me home, even though my home was like a five minute walk. Like I just assumed I'd be able to walk home. Wow. And then I, I was in bed crying and sobbing. Like it had released an emotional thing. It wasn't just, ouch, it hurts. I was like overcome with emotion of like, what's the right word? Um, sorrow and like despair and I think it like unlocked something that I didn't realize was there wow um and then I kept it for like I don't know a year or two and then I got it removed because I just hated it it was like I resented that that was in me and that it was like causing it was like well the whole point of the IUD is it causes an in-hospital and inhospitable environment so you can't conceive and I didn't really want to conceive but I was just like get this thing out of me so I I did that and so I've had a lot of like ups and downs and like fluctuations with my cycle over the years but since the pandemic started I just haven't been on any birth control at all because I I am well I'm not I'm not trying to get pregnant but I don't want anything influencing my body so um so that's been how my cycle's been. Did I just tell a really long story? <laughs> no, that's good. I think like, I think, well, first of all, we need to normalize talking about our cycles. Yeah. Um, but also it's, it's just, I wanted to know about your relationship to your cycle because it's so interesting how in society, like we're taught that it's this thing that's inconvenient and like, it's a weakness that we're supposed to hide and get over it and like plow through I don't know it's it's interesting so I just wanted to know like how you felt about it yeah um, and how your relationship with it has changed but it sounds like you're it sounds like you're becoming more in tune with your body and listening to what feels good in your body definitely yeah yeah but you're right it's like my whole life I felt like I just had to control it Mm -hmm. and I remember like I would, I still get cramps and stuff, even though I don't have a severely bad period, but going to work, like I used to work as a teacher in a school, it's a very masculine role. Yeah. Um, and the system there is very masculine because it's like a set schedule and, it, and it's very rigid and structured. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to work when I was feeling cramps, you know, and it didn't feel good. And I just felt very tender down there. And like, my lower back would always have cramps still does. Um, and like having to wear my professional clothes and just wanting to curl up, just wanting to curl up in a ball of blankets and just like not be around people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think most women go through that because we have to live our lives, you know, unless we have the privilege of having total control over our schedules, which some of us do, a lot of us don't. Um, it's hard to just like pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. And when you just don't feel like being around people. I hear you. I hear you. And I think it's like, it almost goes to, there's almost two sides to this because I think some women feel totally the same. Like they don't even feel that pull to go inwards and the pull to rest. They feel fine. And so they just kind of keep carrying on and, and how 
that is a result of so much conditioning. And in some ways, like it's okay that you feel good, but rest doesn't always have to happen when you don't feel good. Rest is something that's valuable, whether or not you feel good. And so that's also something I wanted to talk about was how important it is to honor the process of rest and taking rest. And this is also something that uh, societal conditioning has, has really influenced and sort of taken the value out of rest. Yes. Yes. Because some people just aren't as in touch with their bodies. So they might not know that they're feeling like their energy is draining and they need rest. Some people are so conditioned in the masculine that they have to go, go, go every day at the same level of like energy that they're just not even considering that they can rest. Um, I know I I go through that often. (laughs) I still feel that way sometimes, even though I'm going through, I've gone through some healing journeys. I've gone through some awakening journeys and I'm still going through all that, but it's hard when your whole life and your entire culture is built on the masculine way of doing things, which is 24 hour cycle, like go, go, go sleep, go, go, go sleep, be as productive as possible for the sake of the company or for the sake of the boss or the, the economy, or, you know, it's just, it's not conducive to total health and wellness. Totally. And it devalues the feminine. Oh my God, so much. This is, this is a whole nother thing. So the Western culture of you are only as valuable as you are productive is super damaging because it teaches us that we have to be productive in order to be worth anything as a human being. And this is super damaging and it goes really deep into all these different things. But what I will say is that the Western economy that wants us to be productive is the same economy that wants us to find happiness through consumption, through consuming things. Yeah, it's consumerism, capitalism, and patriarchy. Yes. And the feminine has wisdom to understand that, yes, maybe you can feel joy from spending money and consuming things and and doing stuff, but you can also feel so much happiness from being with your friends, being with your family, going out in nature, singing, dancing, enjoying life. And that's something that the Western economy does not want us to, Mm -hmm. does not want us to get joy from. Mm -hmm. So as the feminine, we can start reclaiming this idea that we don't need anything to be happy and we can enjoy rest and we can enjoy leisure. And these are things that are important to us. And when we start prioritizing those things again, we are taking the power away from the system and giving ourselves the power to be happy and to feel joy in life. Yeah. Your satisfaction is just totally based on your, what's inside of you. Like, like, look at all the rich people, like, (laughs) rich people who are miserable they have everything but they're not satisfied I mean some of them surely are but it's because it's inwards it's an inner thing it's not anything external yeah so so we have to so the people that the people that are privileged enough to be able to say 
look, I actually value time off from work. Look, I actually value my family and I actually value my rest. The people who are privileged enough to be able to start saying that we can start kind of changing these systems and really kind of influencing and letting organizations and companies know that balance is really important and balance is needed and benefits are needed and things like that are needed so that people who aren't as advantaged to be able to even have the option of rest and relaxation can start being able to have that in their life. So it's a broken system that we all have to work together to fix the system that the patriarchal system that values this overproductive toxicity. And I do think it's crumbling. I think it's happening. I think we can all see that. Um, it's probably going to take a long time to rebuild it, but a new, a new way of living, but things are so shifting so rapidly just over the last few years, you know? Yeah. The great resignation, a lot of people because of COVID realized they don't want to live the way they've been living. And so they left their jobs or they, left um they released and let go of things in their life that were holding them back from their their own happiness and and it's gonna take a long time but like you were saying Jen um people who have the privilege to do that like it's it's almost like your duty (laughs) to to be one of the trailblazers and to show to show that that there's another way of living and and not being a cog in the wheel of capitalism or patriarchy or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so we can get back to talking about the cycles and we can bring this back and and we should talk about all the different phases because we've we've sort of talked about rest and we sort of talked about that that phase of integration or going within which corresponds to winter seasonally as well as the bleeding time of a menstrual cycle as well as the new moon time of a moon cycle but let's talk about the other the other phases of the cycle after winter comes spring right so the inner spring is the next phase um, of the cycle so okay so if we talk about that next we we talked about this in the episode about the divine feminine where this is the part of the divine feminine that represents renewal, rebirth, kind of um, it's what you would associate with like femininity. So like flowers and like life and things like that. Um, but it's still, it's, it's this period where the masculine and the feminine are kind of dancing together. And so you have the sun coming in and starting to warm the earth and now new life is kind of coming through. And so this is a really delicate time and a really important time for us to learn how to balance the masculine and feminine energies within us. So it's really important during this phase that we're not just going straight from from rest to hyper productivity, but we're actually finding that balance within ourselves and that sets the stage for the rest of our cycle. So that's really important. That's a good, yeah, that, that when you say it that way, it makes so much sense. Yeah. So also I wanted to bring up like, how do you live this way? So like, how would you make sure to honor that in your, in your phase? 
Um, so one of the important things is just presence and awareness, being aware of your cycle and being present with it is hugely important. And so it doesn't necessarily have to shape what you do every day, but it can shape how you do it. So this is something that just changing your perception and being aware of your cycle and aware of your energy, um, can be a huge difference. Of course, if you have extra time, I would really recommend incorporating ceremony into your life, giving yourself those little kind of initiation ceremonies at each new phase of your cycle to really help to integrate and and amplify those energies within yourself to kind of get yourself more into alignment. So from a physical from a physical standpoint, um, this phase is really important for nutrition and for getting the nutrients that you need. So again, you can think of it as like spring. Um, it's a great time to use uh, like it's a great time to use like herbal teas and things like this. It's an awesome time to not drink caffeine. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you're sort of experimenting with, because like I said, if you tend to naturally be in that masculine, that productive kind of go, 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 go mentality, then this phase can really maximize on that and pull you really fast into that. So it can yeah. be a time where we can intentionally almost like put the brakes on. It's a great time to, before you go to work in the morning, if you can just meditate for five minutes, that's going to help calm you down and be present with yourself. And it's a time when you can just do those extra self-care things that might not be fun, but things that are really important to prioritize and not skip, especially during this phase. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I just want to make the point that these kinds of things sound really great, but for me, like if I don't schedule them, I'll just forget. So like I have in my calendar this month, like menstrual phase, like I, I, this is the first month I've decided I'm not going to schedule anything during that phase because I want to give myself that time and inward space. And I'm still going to be working. It's just that I don't have like three meetings a day and like appointments out in the world where I need to like rush to get somewhere. And I guess this is like such a privilege for me to be able to schedule, but, um, I, I'm just starting to do that now, like scheduling it in advance so that my time, my calendar doesn't get dominated by like the world, like demanding my energy. (laughs) And I think if it's, if you, if listeners, if you're like me, you're just going to forget to like schedule these things. So that's just going to like allow the space for you to uh, like engage in these types of practices. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 So let's now bring that into the summer. So again, we're now talking about the solar summer. We're talking about the full moon. We're talking about the ovulatory phase. So we're, we're kind of bringing that now we're coming into that. And there's, I should really, I should really mention that there's no set time for these different phases. It's not like, okay, this first phase is this main day. Second one's this main day. Next one's this main day. It is your body and we are all different. And so I really encourage you to kind of take notes as you go through your cycle about how you're feeling, what your energy level is like, and just notice and see if you can kind of track a pattern of, okay, when does this now become a new phase? When do I now feel like different, really different than I did this many days ago. And just kind of noticing those changes and differences. So 
Now, as we come into the summer, we're now coming into the full expression of the spring. So it's very much, we're fully out of rest and we're fully in this extroverted phase. Mm -hmm. This can look like we're more social, we're more outgoing. If you're an artist, you're really creative and you're really in this output phase. And so this is a fantastic time if you're in business to actually produce and put yourself out there and be with people and create and be inspired and yeah, and and gather with other people and have conversations. Um, If you're doing like job interviews, schedule your job interview at that time. That's the best time to do it. uh, As women, our voices are actually a little bit higher and a little bit more melodic during this phase. So we're more alluring and we kind of have more of that attractive magic. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I've also have learned through my various studies that your body's sending out pheromones at that time because it's time to be fertile. And even if you don't want to be (laughs) impregnated, that's just the biology of it. So, um, it is a good phase for like engaging with other people. And also, would you say this is related to full moon energy? because it's the moon cycle, right? Like that's the peak of like the moon's brightness and it's exactly. um, Yeah, exactly. So, and everybody's going to be different, but I have little notes in my calendar that I sort of put for these different phases to kind of remind myself, Oh, okay. I'm coming into new phase. Now I have to kind of make these changes. And one of the notes that I have in my calendar for this phase, we're talking about coming up into ovulation is that I can get really, really depressed here oh. if I'm not creative. Oh, interesting. So you have that self-awareness now because you've been like paying attention and now you can like remind yourself of that so that it's sort of a reminder to do creative things during that time. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I found that I can actually get, and you might think of like depression as being more the inner autumn or the inner winter, but for me, I can actually get really depressed here if I'm not making time for my creativity. Um, in my business, I will during this time overcommit, show up a lot, produce a lot. But if I'm not creating just for the purpose of my joy, like if I'm not playing my guitar and singing and, and doing my art and writing and poetry and, and music, then I'm only creating for others and not yeah. for myself yeah. and I can get really depressed. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, I can relate to that too. Um, it's sort of like giving yourself the gift of time to devote to what makes your heart happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the inner fall. And again, we can relate this to it's the literal fall of the solar calendar, or it's the moon getting smaller and kind of coming in towards that new moon phase. Mm -hmm. This phase is very much the reverse of the spring. So now we have the feminine now coming more into the forefront, the masculine is more receding. So this is now the energy where we kind of start to slow down. We're invited to be more present with ourselves. If you menstruate, um, this is a time when you can start to feel a little out of control sometimes. So you might feel like your emotions are going crazy or your energy levels are like really high and really low and everything just feels kind of a little bit shaky. And again, that shakiness can kind of be a clue to you. Okay, things are changing. Change is happening Mm -hmm. now. And just giving yourself a moment to center yourself amidst that 
that changing that's happening. So people might call that PMS, right? Yeah. And, and it, it's interesting too, because I know like PMS can be right before your period, or it can be about a week before yeah. is like when it can be really bad too. So there's like two different times that it can be really bad. Um, but take it as a, like, take it as a positive thing, take it as a signal and a wonderful reminder to center yourself amidst, yes. amidst the chaos. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. way of seeing it instead of like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's yeah. wrong with you. This is natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so the like, cyclical phase. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So nutritionally, um, and this is what I found for my body, but I do really well to not eat sugar during this time. The sugar can really make that energy go like up and crash. And it's just like, it's way too much. Um, And so I usually try to supplement with like healthier fats and eating more protein and really making sure I eat breakfast during this phase. That's really helpful. Super helpful. I can't even stress enough how helpful it is to eat breakfast during this phase. Um, to keep your blood sugar steady, to keep yourself feeling good. Um, that's something that's been really helpful for me. Okay. Yeah. What do you feel like your inner fall is like, Katrina? Well, I'm not as in touch with that as you are with your with my body as you are with your body. But I do notice I get more emotional and I'll like jump to conclusions faster. Yeah, and I'll like project yeah. my feelings onto like oh no, she said this. So it must mean this, you know, and, um, a little bit like unstable feeling. And sometimes my husband will point out, like, I think you're projecting. I don't think that's actually true, (laughs) you know? And, um, I'll get, I might cry because whatever, you know, my feelings are more tender during that time. And I, I have the grace now to understand like, oh, it's because I'm, it's before my period, like, you know, whether it's a week before or like a day before I'm like, I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like I'm a little relieved because I'm always like, why does it feel like this? And really it's just my hormones are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's really, that's really interesting. Um, I'm the same way in a lot of ways. It's, it's interesting too, because this also relates to the idea that the feminine is kind of like water and a lot of the times it can kind of need a container in order mm. to really be able to flourish and be in its full expression. So something I notice in this phase for myself, and I have this written in a note in my calendar is that I need extra planning in my life because that planning and that structure provides a container for me to sort of be within and kind of feel held within. So I'll really make sure I'll really make sure that I plan my meals, make sure that I'm planning my schedule, make sure that I'm scheduling in rest and scheduling mm-hmm. in that so that I kind of feel held by this container and I kind of feel held by this plan and this structure. And it helps me to feel more stabilized, more grounded, more supported and more cared for as I go through this phase of my cycle. That's beautiful. That's good to know. I'll try, yeah. I'll try doing that too. Yeah. And this is also a really great phase to spend time in nature if you can, because the energy of nature will really hold you and really support you and ground you during this phase. Same with the literal autumn or the moon coming into a new moon. It's a really wonderful time to just take some time to be alone. Take some time to be alone in nature. Start reflecting. Start reflecting about what has come to pass and 
and just how things have been going for you lately, checking in with your feelings um, and kind of just surrendering. Like Katrina, I know you talk about this a lot, but this is the phase where you really want to surrender. You really want to say, okay, I let go of this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you're coming up on the menstrual phase. So you're like coming up on the plate, the, the time when you'll be shedding literally if you bleed or um, metaphorically like releasing what needs to go for your highest good. Um, it's a, it sounds like spending time with yourself and reflecting would be really good leading up to that phase, you know? So, yeah. Energetically, I find that if we haven't done our letting go during this phase, then the next phase is going to be more difficult. Yeah. So you might, so you might be more crampy or if it's a new moon, you might be more emotional or you might have more like relationship conflicts or stuff is just kind of not going well for you. Um, if that's the case for you, a lot of the time practice doing more of the letting go and the returning to returning to nature, returning to yourself, that like inner connectivity that if you do that well during this inner fall phase, then the next phase will be actually quite, quite positive for you. Yeah. What you were just saying, Jen, it really reminds me of something I heard from somebody in, in one of our spiritual groups. Um, I remember she said she gives her period a job like to release something or like, and I really love that. And I haven't put that into practice yet, but it's stuck with me for, for a couple of months now, since I heard it. And I really like that idea to like, maybe in your inner fall, the phase leading up to your menstrual phase, if, if you menstruate, that would be a good time to, um, reflect on like, well, what do I need to let go of? Like imagine in autumn, the leaves change color, they're transforming and then they drop and they're, the trees release their leaves and then the leaves fall down and then eventually they turn into the soil, right? Um, so I really like that. And it's something I want to do where I can reflect on this past cycle that's been happening and then what, what needs to what do I need to release that like is something I'm holding on to that's no longer serving me or is there something that's um, like conflicting with my energy or something that I just I know it's for my highest good to let go of and then you could be very intentional about that yeah I love that so much that's like I, I do that but not exactly in that way like you said where you're actually pre-setting the intention one specific thing that you want to let go of and giving your your period the job of doing that I really love the way you phrased that That's yeah really cool. well I have to give credit to I'm, I won't say her name because I don't know if I have permission but there was it wasn't my idea it was <laughs> somebody in our spiritual okay. group who um had mentioned that at one point and I really liked it Oh, the other thing I should say too about this phase is it's associated with the wild woman. Ooh. So this is, yeah. So this is the phase where we kind of can give ourselves permission to be a little wild and whatever that means to you to just kind of lean into that and let this be your time to do that. Literally like being in nature, being in the forest, taking your shoes off, dancing in the woods, or just 
dancing in your home or screaming into a pillow, <laughs> like whatever that needs, whatever that, whatever that needs to happen in your body to let that come through and sort of let that, that energy cycle and process. Cause that's going to really, really prepare you well mm-hmm. for the, for the inner work. Yeah. And it allows you to not just like stifle, like the energy that's coming up. Yeah. Like, let's say you're feeling emotional or chaotic, like you might feel if you have PMS, um, if you stifle that, I feel like that's just going to get stuck in your energy or that's like not allowing it to flow and it's wanting to flow. So just allowing and accepting that this is just how my body feels, or this is how I feel right now and not trying to control or, or, um, change it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then again, from a, nutritional standpoint um this is where you want to make sure that your vitamin levels are are high so eating like foods that are rich in a lot of vitamins um if you're a vegetarian eating more whole grains to really give yourself all that vitamins and nutrition because when you do menstruate you lose a lot of iron too so if you can start eating iron at this point like iron rich foods um like spinach cacao those types That's of things a good point that really will again prepare you and make because the menstrual phase like it doesn't have to be awful and it can be actually a really positive thing when your body is healthy and you're able to, um, you're able to really flow and fall into these cycles. For me personally, and I know I'm lucky that I don't have a lot of pain, but for me, my menstrual cycle is one of my favorite times. Like I really look forward to it, and it's really enjoyable for me. Is it because you can like have that inward time? Yeah. It just, it's a time when I feel so connected to my body. I feel so connected to my intuition. Um, I feel so just connected to energy and, and to myself. It's just, it's just a really good time. It's a really good time for me of connection. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I forgot to, I wanted to tie into some of the stuff about creativity during these other phases too. So I'm just going to go back and touch on that. So when we have like the spring, I kind of talked about, we're sort of starting to be more outwards and create more in the summer or the full moon time. We're really in that full maximum productive phase. Whereas now we come into the autumn. Now it's the time of input. So this is the Mm. fantastic time to read a book or look at other people's art, listen to podcasts, (laughs) listen to podcasts. This is your time of input. This is your time to receive. Mm -hmm. So this is a really good time. If you're an artist or creative or business person, this is the time when you can just put down your, put down your pencil. Just it's okay for right now. You don't have to produce anything and just let yourself enjoy and just letting yourself receive and be inspired during that time. So that's kind of the cycle of creativity and how that can flow. I love that. I love just like having permission to receive which is also a very feminine thing, isn't it? Um, Yes. Just having permission to receive and not feel guilty. Like, oh, I should be doing more output. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guilty of that too, because like in the beginning for me, I always felt like if I wasn't super productive, I'd be ashamed. I'd literally be ashamed of myself. And it took me a while to undo that conditioning. Me too. But it's awful. Like it's awful to feel like that. It's because we've been conditioned that way since birth and our parents were conditioned that way and their grandparents were it's just the patriarchy you know capitalist philosophy 
and we can, I think a lot of people now are sort of waking up to the fact that that doesn't provide you with a fulfilling life. So a lot of us are choosing to change the way we're living. Yeah. This is how, yeah. how it was modeled to us from the older generations. Yeah. So it starts with you. It starts with you prioritizing this stuff and making it a part of your life and just experimenting with it and kind of seeing how this stuff sits in your body and in your life and kind of making that a part of how you live and normalizing it, talking to your friends about it um, and just making it something that you prioritize and something that's important to you. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of this would include just really being in touch with yourself and knowing how you're feeling to like notice if what you're doing is serving your highest good or not serving your highest good. So I think journaling would also be a really helpful practice to include in, in each of these phases, you know, like yeah. how am I feeling? Yeah. And maybe there's like specific journal prompts you could find that are for each phase, but somehow getting in touch with your inner experience, not just like cruising through life, like at a fast pace all the time, which is my, it's what I always tend to do. So that's why I, I can see the value in living cyclically and like connecting more with my cycle and the cycles of the earth and the moon. But, um, it's something that I've just been conditioned to live like, I guess. And so we're all just doing our best to honor ourselves and it's a process. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if you're new to this and it kind of feels like a lot, maybe just start with the new moon and the full moon. Yeah. So whether you want to use the moon or whether you want to use your cycle, maybe just start with that and and just do a journal entry on each of those days and come up with some sort of self-care ritual that feels good for you during those times. And um, it doesn't have to be the same thing every time, but it can just be something that you intuitively feel inspired to do for yourself during that time. And then once that starts to feel good, then you can start, okay, let's now I'm going to do the spring and the fall and I'm going to kind of incorporate those, but, and just really kind of get to know yourself in those different phases and how that sits for you. Yeah. That's a great like entryway. It's, it sounds simple enough, right? Just like two times over the cycle of, of, you know, to just check in with yourself. And I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I pulled my tarot cards on that day, like the new moon or the full moon or they um, have little rituals they've created for themselves. So I think it could be really fun to just like create your own little ritual that you do by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Check in. Yeah. Rituals are so important because rituals are about recognizing the sacredness of life and recognizing the sacredness of our own experiences of being here. And so when you're able to incorporate ritual into your life, you are acknowledging the sacredness of your experience. And so that's why it's really important to incorporate ritual, especially around like connecting to yourself or letting go of something or manifesting something or whatever that is, because it can make you feel more connected and more supported to the universe as you go through life. And as you go through all these cycles that we're constantly going through, just give you some more groundedness some more support and some more connection and presence. Beautiful. I think that's yeah. a great place to, to stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
So that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining yes, us. Yes, and I want to say a special thank you to Jen for sharing so much wisdom. And I feel like I've learned a lot from this conversation. And I really hope um, you have too, if you're listening to this. And we're just so grateful that you're here and that you're willing to sit with us and listen to what we have to say. So thank you so much for being here. And we can't wait to connect with you more. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.